The church has historically required people to be at a very high level of education and proven experience before they'll release them to lead and equip others or even be a central part of disciple making. And we're never going to see gospel movement of multiplication that way. It's not going to happen. Leadership development is actually just discipleship further up the slope, walking with people longer and deeper into the ways of Jesus and the kingdom of God. Making mature disciples who then lead others will include more experience and time and greater trust must be built in both directions, you and them, them and you. But it is basically discipleship just over the longer haul. And if you use this simple but proven process in everything you do with all the disciples in your life, well, it'll put you on a path of natural and reproducible leadership development. Welcome to the Everyday Disciple Podcast, where you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship as a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors probably forgot to tell you. And now, here's your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Hounsby, the man. A very British name, you know. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Liverpool. Oh, What I've been told. You're a Liverpudlian. Isn't that weird? Yeah, <laughs> Liverpudlian. Have you you've you've been there? We've talked about. I this. love it's it. Such a great city. I love it. I was just looking at a picture of me standing in front of the Cavern Club. Oh wow! Yeah, just I just I don't know. I came across it yesterday. Yeah, and I was like, man, that was so fun. We were there like at ten in the morning or something. Yeah. You know, ten or thirty in the morning. Everybody's got pints. They're all singing oh, yeah, they're Yellow Submarine. I mean, it's like <laughs> they're going nuts. You know, twenty four seven. I swear. Isn't that fun? For yep. those of you who don't know, what we're talking about the Cavern Club. It's like the famous club in Liverpool that the Beatles played like yep. hundreds of gigs when they were just squeaky little yeah, kids starting out. Didn't even know what they were doing yeah and they got so many pictures of all that it's beautiful it's so fun if you if you like the beatles even a little yeah cavern club i've actually thought recently like the rosetta (laughs) stone you know where you can learn a language one of the options is british english so like if you see now i don't know if you know this about liverpool though is that they speak a specific language it's called scouse yeah, it's very unique to that area. It's very yeah. unique. And yeah, you I hear was, somebody from Liverpool, you know right away. Like, I was told, like, you'll never even understand these people if you go to their pub. Mm-hmm. It's like, I do. That, that's the magic <laughs> of it. And it's so cool. There's videos you can go and learn how to speak Scouse. Anyway, let's move to our topic yeah. today, my Let's brother. screech on the brakes and move towards uh, something I've been thinking about quite a bit lately, is that leadership development in the church, that uh, seems to precede multiplication of communities on mission yeah, if you're not developing leaders, it's hard to multiply anything. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Pretty much any organization would operate that same way. Yep. But for most of my life, leadership development has been kind of a mysterious process, not really defined yeah. or definitely not immediately practical. Yeah. And our listeners have been asking questions lately about multiplication in their communities. Which is good news. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> right. Yeah, good, which is good. what we want. Yeah. But it's often coupled with this lack of understanding on how to develop people to the point of actually being able to lead and disciple others. So a, qu- a question that I have is, what help can we offer today that can get folks unstuck and maybe even actually give them a whole new way of seeing leadership development? Great question and observation, my brother. And I've seen that too. There's been a lot of chatter both in the Facebook group, but also emails we've gotten. And I think because we may have all been taught sort of a 101, 201, 301, et cetera, sort of info-based learning and development, we might sort of assume that that's how discipleship works. It doesn't. And therefore, (laughs) that's how leaders get developed too. 
Well, it's not. It's like, you know, it's not just info download and now boom, you're a leader. Sure. Leadership development is actually just discipleship further up the slope. You're walking with people longer and deeper into the ways of Jesus and the kingdom of God. And you're building trust in both directions and you're learning how to trust the spirit and all that. And, um, and so I, I, I want, I want people to understand that they can actually do this and they can help people learn some things and then try some more and then sort of suck forward <laughs> as I've been coined saying, and you really can develop leaders. It's not that mystical. Yeah. Okay. So let's, I really enjoy the process that you've used for many years when developing leaders because I find it immediately usable and it makes a lot of sense. So let's actually work through breaking down Great. that process. Great. This is going to be super practical. Okay. So regardless of what knowledge or skill or spiritual practice that you want to impart to your leaders or disciples or potential new leaders, and then see them begin to master those things and then pass them on to others, you, you'll need a process, okay? Because otherwise, it doesn't just happen accidentally. You'll need a process that helps ensure the transfer and the reproduction that you're hoping for, both in the content or the task, but also the ethos and how the gospel speaks into it. So years ago, uh, a foreign missionary friend of mine, a guy named John Witte, I don't know if you're listening, John, thanks for this, he dropped sort of a well-proven method on me. It was called MAUL. Okay, it was an acronym, M-A-W-L. It stood for model, assist, watch, and leave. Oh, yeah. So mall sounds a little aggressive, right? <laughs> I know. Like, so let's break this down for a Yeah, folks he was always like, yeah, well, you got to mall people. I'm like, <laughs> uh, sometimes it feels like I have. And I, don't, I didn't mean to. <laughs> I'm a little aggressive. But okay, so let's break it down. First one, M of mall, model. People need to hear. They need to hear you. They need to see you. They need to experience you living out and modeling the things that you want them to learn. Not just head knowledge, right? They need to, it needs to be modeled to get to the point of reproducing it themselves and then in others. And they'll also need a method to pass it on to the next generation. So Maul actually models this for them too. So if you're intentionally developing a leader and you're using this acronym of Maul, Model Assist Watch and Leave, I, I want to encourage you, like, let people know that's what you're doing because then even as you pass on specific things, you're also also giving them the process to do the same. Yeah, and I'm going to say, I would argue that to model properly can't be done in a one-hour service on Sunday mornings if that's the only way that you're doing it, right? Well, yeah, you're like, okay, so this is what it looks like to walk alongside a broken family where the husband's left and there's drug abuse and there's been some physical abuse. Yeah. And this is what it looks like to do that for like six months or a year and help them pay their bills. And you, you yeah, You're not going to get that on a... No, I'm sorry. You're just not going to get that sitting in the seat. So, you know? Would you say that there are maybe any challenges connected to this first step? Yeah, actually all the steps do. Good, Yeah, good insight. So with here's the challenge connected to modeling things. You'll need to be sure to make everything simple and reproducible. Hmm. explaining why you're doing what you're doing, okay? Don't miss this. Leaders will also have to have access to you in order to actually see you model this lifestyle. So it's one thing to model a task, hmm. but what if it's like, hey, parenting, like this, you know, this process is not reserved for formal teaching moments only. Leaders need to see you model all of life skills needed to be and make mature disciples. So if it's like parenting, well, have you ever taken anybody to like, hey, help me put the kids to bed or, you know, yeah. like I, I'm, I'm getting after the kids get the pajamas on, uh, we do a little like nighttime ritual where we kind of talk about the day and we make sure that everybody's forgiven and we thank Jesus for good things. Mm. And then I talk them to be like, come and do that with me tonight or, or whatever. Like, or you could do a class on like Christian parenting, you know, sure. <laughs> being a good Christian dad. It's way different. So people are going to have to have access to your life for this to happen. And you'll have to break it down into simple and reproducible tasks. We assume that like we do things like, I don't know, I always done it that way. Why? Explain why. 
Yeah. Hey, I always stop here and ask my son this question and I ask it this way. And then I always encourage him regardless or whatever. Mm. You have to really break that kind of stuff down. So yeah, we've been my, doing that a lot, even in our own parenting. I remember even last night we we're grilling hot dogs. We had some neighbors over and it was a great opportunity to let my son, that's an easy task, right? Here's a grill. This is how you get it hot. Watch out for this. This is how you put the hot dogs. You don't yeah. use the same, you know, so as you're actually Excellent. walking them through that sort of discipleship. Love okay. it. That's the M model, right? Let's yeah. look at the next step, assist. Okay, A, assist. So after your leaders have seen you do something for a while, now it's time for you to assist them or have them assist you as they begin to take some ownership and leadership in that area or in mm. that thing or whatever. Additionally, they might continue on this trail of learning by assisting you over a long period of time if it's more complicated or there's a lot of nuance to it or whatever, right? Yeah. So, so the A is for assist. Let them assist you or you assist them like, hey, let me show you how to do that now. Right. Yeah. Let me show you. Let me put your hand on that. Or we're going to, you know, we're going to team teach this. Like, remember when we went through, the, you know, the story of God? Hey, we're doing it again here in a couple months. I want you to do like every other story with me or I'll do the story and you do the dialogue or vice versa or whatever. Right. So. Yeah. It reminds me of, um, and I shared this probably a year and a half ago on the show. They were asking ahead of a hamburger chain, very successful one. What do you, what do you blame your success on is the hamburger chain. And he said, the CEO said, I, I determined very early on that I'm not going to teach people how to make hamburgers, but I'm going to teach people to teach people how to make hamburgers. It was mm. that multiplication of, you, you can't control everything. You're going to have to hand this off. It's like go. the baton in the race, so right? Building leadership right into the process of teaching it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so, if you do that with, like you do that with quote unquote volunteers, yeah. so that they realize like your job will never be done, even if you want to leave this particular role or part of the family life or whatever until you've equipped someone else to do it in yep. your place it's like it's just built in absolutely so like you're only gonna have to train a handful of people in your life and it's like i see people like begging people like oh we don't have any children's workers or i need the nursery's empty it's like then you didn't train those people very yeah, well yeah exactly yeah so. what sort of challenges like what would you watch out for with this a the assist step okay good good question well the challenge here is that skills take time to develop so you got to be patient and you got to be super encouraging so obviously you know for a lot of us we're like i could just do this myself better i could just do it so much quicker it's like well if you don't help them do things in the ways you hope to reproduce well they'll be left to wing it for themselves and they may lose the ethos or the essence of what Mm. it is you're hoping to transfer to them so not just task but the vibe, right? The whole ethos. So you're making another original disciple, not a second or third generation photocopy. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Yeah. Okay. So we've got M for model, A for assist. As we're moving through mall, the next step mm-hmm. is going to be W for watch. Yep. Okay. So now the watch sort of step of this mauling people. <laughs> now you step back and you watch your apprentice do or lead the very things that they've seen you do and they've been assisted in or they've been assisting you in learning and living out. And often at this point, you're letting this person lead you in this area or activity as well. Mm. And so I've even had times where like I'm teaching gospel fluency and I have a young leader and I'm pouring into it and I'm starting to back off and say, hey, you're taking, you know, like leadership in that. And then now they're challenging me and they're yeah. challenging my thoughts or words or whatever. And it's, that's beautiful and it's humble, but it's part of them learning to lead and go like, no, see, this is how it works in dad's family. Yeah. Right. So, and, and the challenge with this one is it can be hard not to interfere or let others do things that you know you could do better. Again, sure. <laughs> trust God here. We all learn best by doing followed by encouragement 
And then any kind of course correction, like, hey, this is what you did so well. Sure. And you know what else? Like, I found that when I do this and that, it also helps. Or like, if you ask that that way, sometimes that unlocks a person's heart a little differently. You might try that, you know? Hmm. So be sure to give feedback to your leaders. Don't just leave them dangling. Like, often that's that's not called you know, leadership development or, you know, um, delegating that's called abdication. Sure. (laughs) Right. So be sure to give feedback to your leaders, starting with the positive and then discuss areas you think they can improve in loop back and revisit them periodically. Like say, you know, they're doing it with others, like, like peek in, like check in, check in on another community, whatever, give them further encouragement or course correction to ensure that they're faithfully reproducing the things that you've taught them. Mm -hmm. So often we hear people like, well, our missional community multiplied. It's like, what did they multiply? I don't really know. I haven't seen them. Yeah. And it turns out all they're really doing is a weekly dinner but now they're taking, you know, they're doing it once a month only. And now they're taking the summers off. It's like, whoa, yeah. whoa you didn't reproduce the whole ethos and family Absolutely. life. And the so, culture's not there. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and the other thing too that that I hear quite a bit, and I, and I would say in my own life is uh, when I would be corrected and stuff, the leadership would often go like, well, that's not how I would do it. I'm like, well, of course not, because we're different people. So I think yeah, like like letting them lead out of their identity. And what you talk about a lot is the good news sandwich, right? Like, <laughs> it's like encourage correct in the middle and then encourage in the end like hey yeah most people you did can, really most great people at can this. eat that real, real well <laughs> yeah you did really good at this you know like maybe in the future consider this but ultimately i'm super encouraged on the track you're on and you're going to do great and so that let's keep going yeah exactly yeah it's easily and i don't absorbed. know of anything of value that usually is like no i saw you do that i got it and like don't trust that yeah absolutely you know, don't just that's not, not with anything important. Yeah. And like, if you listen to our episode last week on reparenting the culture, yep. this fits right into it. Absolutely. And this fits into just straight up parenting, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like teach your kids this way. I mean, think about how, how did you teach your kids to tie their shoe? Yeah. Model assist, watch. And then yeah. this last one. Yeah, we're going to get, a, this is a, probably the hardest step, right? Leaving. Uh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> so yeah. eventually you'll need to leave these young leaders or, you know, not in age, but, you know, new leaders alone to lead in your community or send them off to multiply the very skills and aspects of this missionary lifestyle Hmm. that you've equipped them in. And if you've walked through the first three steps of modeling, assisting and, you know, and then watching them and giving good feedback, then this step is crucial to their maturity and the expansion of the kingdom. Hmm. Okay. It really is like you, you gotta do it. Think about it. If you raised your kids, like we always say, raise your kids to move out, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and that's not a mean thing or a weird thing, but your kids need to know like, no, I'm teaching you a lot of stuff and the ethos behind it and how the gospel connects to it. Cause yeah. you're going to be a dad someday, There's honey. There's gotta be some someday intentionality to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they know why and they're expecting it coming. Yeah. So when you're looking at the, the L, the leave aspect, what, um, what are the things that you would caution being careful of here in this one? Well, if you don't leave or send them to off to lead new things, lead new missional communities, take ownership, they will stay dependent on you just like when they were babies, hmm. just when they were young disciples, right? Yeah. We'll never get to kingdom movement and expansion and the mission will stay at the size and pace that we can handle alone if we don't do this. Yeah. So we're not looking for assistance, you yeah. know, but where we sit on our throne afterwards and now everybody just does tasks around us, we're looking for kingdom multiplication here. Yeah. God said he would fill the world with his glory and Jesus said, and here's how you're going to do it. Go and make disciples of mine yep. in every nook and cranny, filling the world yeah. with, with my glory, yeah. my glory, with who I am, right? Exactly. And so this is so clutch, and I hope this helps demystify this a little bit for people, because if you'll, you'll just write this down, and of course, it'll be a part of the big three, you know, download the whole model, assist, watch, and leave thing, yeah. but it's not that tough, right? I think everybody's got it locked in their head now. Start to think through this, start to practice it with your own kids, 
Yeah, and and, and you see too with I mean I've in our you've done it for certain in my life, but I think in our community too, you start seeing people. We talk about the the invitation and the challenge when people will actually start wanting to step up. That's when you like can things over and and trust them, and they'll usually push in a little bit more. Yeah, and that's a great opportunity yeah. to like. That's awesome. how you foster your leaders. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and the church has historically required people to be at such a high level of education and performance and experience before they'll, you know, will release and the lead and multiply. Hmm. Maul your people. <laughs> Maul your people and then release them to lead. Like, think hmm. about where you were five years ago, two years ago, 20 years ago. I mean, I don't even like hearing sermons I preached 30 years ago. <laughs> Harrison, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but, you know, right. leadership development, like I said earlier, is actually just discipleship further up the slope, mm-hmm. you know, and walking and walking with people and being patient. Think about how much time Jesus spent with his disciples, and it was in all of life ways. Yeah. I mean, it was on beaches and boats, and, you know, we've talked about the discipleship environment of Jesus yeah. a few episodes back and all. You know, making mature disciples who lead others will include more experience and time and greater trust must be built. Um, it's it's really, it's this is a continuation of discipleship. So I, I hope this helps and I hope people will start to maul others and you know, <laughs> model assist, watch, and then leave them be, let them lead, you know? Yeah. So. And, and I love that because that is the hardest thing is, you know, I've spent a lot of time in the institutional church and there's not an opportunity for people to grow up and lead unless you're church staff and the staff's exhausted or unless you're the best singer right other than that you're not you know like sometimes like i feel like people you know like in leadership the bar is like the the threshold to leadership is so high you know like who gets to lead oh well seminary this and that and they've been around you're tithing like crazy and you know your kids are perfect and all you know so the threshold's super high but then the bar of what we call people to it's not all of life discipleship it's like well now that you've made it you get to teach that 101 class yeah, or, exactly. or like you get to be an usher. Like yep. you're the lead usher someday. I can see it coming, buddy. You're going to have the, you're going to have a special badge you. with the red star in the corner, yeah. you know? But so we set the threshold super high, but then the bar is really low. Yep. And I say, flip that, set the threshold low. Like people are leaning in, start to model things to yep. them. Let them know, Hey, I'm modeling this. Watch what I'm doing and talk about it afterwards. And then let them help, let them help you. Or you start helping them, right? Set the threshold low and set the bar high. Yeah. Cause you know where this is going all of life. Yep. This Absolutely. is going to lead to like the gospel informing all of life. Instead of instead of this high threshold with a low bar, like all yeah. you got to do is show up and hand out flyers. It's like, oh my gosh, set the threshold low, set the bar high. Yep. And, and man, this, this is the best life you ever get to live. It's so Absolutely. awesome. Hey, Heath, as always, I want to leave everyone with the big three takeaways from what we've been talking about today. If nothing else, you don't want to miss these. And you can always get a printable PDF of this week's big three. It's free download. Just go over to everydaydisciple.com forward slash big three. Caesar, what are the big three for this week? Okay, first one. Not everyone is a natural born leader, hmm. but everyone can lead in some aspect and help others learn too. So just like with our own natural children, all of life in a gospel-centered community must be taught to others and passed on for them to lead and then do the same. Hmm. And this is how we see multiplication and natural growth happening. People always complain that there's just not enough leaders. We have a leadership crisis. No, we have a leadership development crisis. Yeah. You're not looking to make a photocopy of yourself, like I said, right? You're, you're helping people learn from you and then trust the Spirit to make this their own life. And they're going to be an original disciple of Jesus. Hmm. And then they're going to pass it on to others. Okay, so it, it might not be in every way, but everybody can lead in some ways. Absolutely. And secondly, God has given you unique experiences and perspectives and gifts to be used to show others what he's like. So we're the body of Christ. We need each other. These things are often the same things 
that, that we're going to do with others that we find easiest to do and model and teach others. Hmm. And, and here's a bit of a cautionary thing. We often get our biggest dose of self-worth from those things. And so we want to hang on to them. Are you holding on to those things for yourself or are you passing them on to others so they too can glorify God through their lives and experiences and through their lives of service as well? Mm-hmm. Our identity is secure in Christ and what we do does not equal who we are. Amen. So you can always be looking to work yourself out of a job, so to speak, by by developing others. Absolutely. Right? All right, number three, man. Okay, number three. Uh, question here. This is where like the rubber hits the road. What areas of leadership and service are you performing right now, like in your church or missional community or whatever, that you need to start mauling others in? Hmm. Which of the four steps of model, assist, watch, and leave do you find the hardest to do? Like even as you're hearing this, like you go like, eh, I'm pretty good at that, but not so much this. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide you as you sit down, like I'm going to say as soon as possible right now with paper and pen. And make a list of all the activities and responsibilities that you have within your missional community or church right now. And you may be modeling a lot of stuff to others, but who specifically do you need to invite in to assist you or you're going to help them and then move on through the other steps until they can own this for themselves? Yeah, that's a great question. And here's a bonus tip. Be sure, and I mentioned this earlier, be sure to explain mall to people. Right, the model is just watch leave to those in your community or church that you're developing, so they understand exactly why you're doing the things you're doing in the order you're doing them, and and why am I doing this with you, and then they'll already have that same model assist watch leave pattern and process to use going forward. Oh, so good. don't do it like Yoda Jesus, like sneaky man, you know. Yeah. And like, weren't you paying attention? And I was explaining it, and then you remember when you helped me? Like, no, yeah. let them know you're doing it. Absolutely, they're going to pay attention a whole lot differently, yep. and they're going to be honored by it too. Okay, that's it for today. Hope you'll join me next week. We're going to continue to learn how the gospel speaks into all of normal life and is foundational to making discipleship and mission a lifestyle instead of a program of the church. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us today. For more information on this show and to get loads of free discipleship resources, visit everydaydisciple.com. And remember, you really can live with the spiritual freedom and relational peace that Jesus promised every day. 